Howdy, howdy. My name is Lily from Maycraft Game, and you're listening to Reading Rulebooks. Today, we are going over the rulebook for Fort, so let's just get into it. Overview. Two to four players, 20 to 40 minutes, ages eight and up. You're a kid, and like many kids, you want to grow your circle of friends, grab a bunch of pizza and toys, and build the best fort. Naturally, by doing this cool stuff, you'll score victory points, and at the end of the game, the player with the most victory points is the winner. Fort is a deck building game with a twist. Your cards not only let you take actions on your turn, but also let you follow the other player's actions on their turns. Will you devote yourself to your own posse or copy what the other kids are doing? Keep an eye out though, if you don't actually use all the cards in your hand, the other players will get a chance to nab them. After all, if you don't play with your friends, why should they hang out with you anymore? Basic setup. Play this for your first game as you learn the cards and actions. 1. Determine the starting player and seating order randomly. Give the first player card to the starting player. 2. Collect supplies of all 30 pizza tokens and 30 toy tokens. 3. Each player takes a player board and two best friend kid cards marked star to the left of the kid's name listed on the back of their player board, and the score marker and fort level marker matching their board color. Return the rest of these pieces to the box. 4. Each player places their score marker on the zero space of the victory track and their fort level marker on the zero space of their fort level track on their player board. 5. Place the macaroni sculpture card next to the victory track. 6. Shuffle all 11 made-up rule cards and deal them into a face-down stack equal to the number of players plus one. Return the rest to the box. 7. Shuffle all 9 perk cards and deal them into a face-up row equal to the number of players plus one. Return the rest to the box. 8. Shuffle all 60 kid cards into a face-down park deck, placing it near the victory track. Deal 3 kid cards from the park deck into the park below the victory track making a face-up row. 9. Each player draws 8 kid cards from the park deck. Players may look at their own cards. 10. Each player shuffles their 8 kid cards with their 2 best friend kid cards to form their own face-down deck. 11. Each player draws 5 kid cards from their own deck. From now on, kid cards will simply be called cards. Advanced Setup After your first game, draft your starting cards instead of drawing them. Replace step 9 of basic setup with this. Each player draws 8 kid cards from the park deck. Simultaneously, each player looks at their cards, not best friends, and keeps one card of their choice face down in front of them. Once every player has chosen a card, each player passes their unchosen cards to the player to their left. Do this 8 times in total, keeping one card each pass until each player has kept 8 cards. You cannot pass cards that you kept in an earlier pass. See page 3 of the rulebook for the example setup for two players. Card Anatomy A. Suit This can be found into the top left of the card. Every card has one of six suits or the wild coin suit. Some cards show two of the same suit or mix one suit with the wild coin suit. The suits are as follows. Red, skateboard, yellow, shovel, orange, blue, green, squirt gun, teal, crown, blue, book, all six colors, coin, which can be treated as any suit. B. Public action. This can be found in the top box on the right-hand side of the card. The action in this box can be followed by other players. Basically following means that they can discard a card matching the suit of this card to copy its public action. 
You'll learn more about this later. See Private Action. This box can be found below the Public Action box. The action in this box cannot be followed by other players. D. Best Friend Icon. Each player starts with two best friends, which is marked with a star to the left of their name. You'll never lose your best friends unless you choose to use specific actions, while other cards might get nabbed by other players. Cards in Fort have many actions, which you will learn more about gradually. If you want to learn about a specific action immediately though, you can reference pages 12 to 14 in the rulebook. E. Nickname. This can be found on the bottom of the card. It's just that. A nickname. Player Board Anatomy. A. Yard. This can be found at the top of your player board. Cards you do not use are placed here face up at the end of your turn. B. Lookout. This can be found on the top left of your player board. Some actions let you add cards here from your hand. It can hold cards up to your fort level plus one. They cannot be replaced or removed. C. Stuff. This can be found in the top right box of your board. When you gather pizza or toy tokens, collectively called resources, they will go in your stuff. You can hold up to four of each. D. Pack. This can be found in the middle on the left-hand side of your player board. Some actions let you add resources here from your stuff. Your pack can hold resources up to your fort level plus one. E. Fort level. This is the box found in the bottom left of your board. Your fort level starts at zero. Its level will score you victory points at the end of the game and boost your pack and lookout capacity. F. Cost to increase fort level. This is indicated by the hexes in between the circles indicating the level on your fort level track. Whenever you increase your fort level, you must pay the resources shown here from your stuff, pack, or both. Blue is toys, orange is pizza, and white is either. G. Prompt to gain card. This can be found on the little flag icon underneath a fort level. When you reach fort level 1, 2, or 5, you get a made-up rule, perk, or macaroni sculpture, which we'll talk about a little later. How to play. Fort is played in a series of turns, starting with the first player and going clockwise around the table until the game ends. The player taking the current turn is called the leader. The leader's turn has five phases in the following order. 1. Cleanup. 2. Play. 3. Recruit. 4. Discard. 5. Draw. The leader completes all of these steps, then ends their turn. In this chapter, you refers to the leader except where noted otherwise. Phase 1. Cleanup. Let's see which friends are sticking around. Skip this phase during your first turn. Discard all cards in your yard, the area above your player board, placing them face down in your discard pile to the right of your player board. Phase two, play. Playtime. You'll play one card and use one or both of its actions, and the other players might follow your action. Play one card from your hand. This is called the played card. If you cannot or choose not to play a card, you may skip this phase and continue to the recruit phase. Use one or both actions. You may use cards, public action, private action, or both in either order. You must finish one action before starting the other action. You may add suits to improve some actions. If an action on your played card shows an X sign followed by a suit icon, you may improve it by playing more cards showing that suit. These are called added cards. You may also add any matching suits shown on cards in your lookout. You cannot use the action on the added cards. Example, the leader, Eleanor, plays bug and uses his public top action to get pizza equal to shovels. To improve bug's action, she adds the moles for two shovels. 
She also adds one shovel from her lookout. With her total of four shovels, she gains four pizza tokens and adds them to her stuff. She could have just added the second shovel from her lookout to get three pizza, but if she hadn't played the moles, then they would have been kicked out to her yard later in her turn. She doesn't want that. Then she uses Bug's private bottom action. Score victory points equal to fort level. She scores one point because her fort level is one. You must use at least one action on your card fully. This includes any suit you add to improve your action. If you use one of the actions fully though, you can use the other action partially or fully in either order. Note, using a blank action fully doesn't count. Example, later in the game, Eleanor plays Bud, who has a public action of gain two pizza or two toys, and a private action of trash one of your cards. However, at this point, her stuff can only hold one more pizza. In this case, she cannot use Bud's public action alone because she cannot use it fully. However, if she uses the private action fully by trashing one of her cards, she can use the public action partially to gain one pizza, either action first. You cannot add a card if none of its suits serve a purpose. Whenever you add a card to improve your played card, at least one of its suits must change the effect of at least one action that you use. Example, Muhammad plays Doodles and uses the private bottom action fully. He also wants to use the public top action. He wants to add one card with glue and one more with coin slash crown, using the wild as glue. However, he can only hold two more toys in his stuff. So adding both of those cards doesn't do anything different from adding just one of them. Because of this, he can add either of these cards, but not both. Following the leader. After the leader resolves their card, the other players, in turn order, may follow the public action on the leader's played card. Doesn't matter whether the leader used the public action or not. These players are called followers. In this section, you refers to followers. To follow the leader's public action, you must discard one card from your hand with a suit matching their played card. Limitations. You cannot discard more than one card. You cannot discard a card in your lookout. You must use the action in full. Specific situations. If the leader played a coin card, the leader declares its suit, which is the suit you must discard to follow the leader. If the leader gathered a choice of toys or pizza, you must gather the chosen resource. If the leader chose to get two pizza, for example, you must get two pizza. You may follow by discarding a card with multiple suits, as long as at least one suit matches the leader's played card. If it has two matching suits, count both if the action shows an X sign followed by the suit. Yes, you can follow as many leaders as you wish before it gets back to your turn, as long as you discard a matching card each time. Phase three. Recruit. Time to make a new friend. Maybe you'll take someone else's? You must recruit one card, placing it in your discard pile. You may recruit in one of three ways. One, take any card from the park. Immediately draw a new card from the park deck to replace it. Two, take any card from any player's yard. They do not draw a new card. Three, draw a card from the park deck. Phase four, discard. Didn't play with some of your friends? Maybe they'll go hang out with someone else. Discard all your played cards, added cards, and any best friend cards left in your hand into your own discard pile. Do not discard from your lookout. Discard piles are face up and public information. Then place any cards left in your hand into your yard face up and facing away from you. 
Rivals may recruit them until your next cleanup phase. Phase 5. Draw. Your old friends show up to play again. Draw 5 cards from your own deck. If you cannot draw a card because your deck is empty, shuffle your discard pile to form a new deck and continue drawing. This is the only time you draw cards in Fort. You do not draw cards if you discard a card to follow, for example. Fort level. Each player has a fort which starts at level 0. You can increase your fort level by 1 with the advanced fort action, spending the resources listed between your current level and the next level. At level 0, your lookout can hold up to 1 card and your pack can hold up to 1 resource. Each level lets you hold 1 more card in your lookout and 1 more resource in your pack. When you reach level 1, Privately choose a made-up rule card from the central stack and put it in front of you face down. Your made-up rule will score you points at the end of the game. When you reach level 2, choose a face-up perk card from the central row and put it in front of you. Some perks have persistent effects that you will have for the entire game, while other perks can be used once per game. When you reach level 5, take the macaroni sculpture card unless another player already has it. This triggers the end of the game, and it scores you 4 victory points at the end. End of game. The end of game triggers in any one of these three ways. 1. Any player has 25 or more victory points on the victory point track. 2. Any player reaches fort level 5. 3. The park deck is empty, even if the park still has cards. When the end of game triggers, the leader finishes their turn, then the players finish the current round of turns so that all players have taken the same number of turns. At the end of that round, each player reveals their made-up rule, if any, and adds up their victory points from their victory track, fort level, made-up rule, if any, and macaroni sculpture, if any. The player with the most victory points is the winner. If there is a tie, the tied player with the highest fort level wins. If still tied, share the victory. End of game example. Shauna reached fort level 5 first and takes the macaroni sculpture triggering the end of the game. Since she was the first player, all the other players take a turn, then everyone counts up their final scores. First, she checks the victory track. She scores 17 points throughout the game. She adds 23 points for her fort level of 5. She adds 4 points because she has the macaroni sculpture. Finally, she adds points for her made-up rule, Popularity. This card scores 1 point for each card she has in her lookout. She has 4 cards in her lookout, so she scores 4 points. In total, her score is 48 points. She ends up tied at 48 points with Muhammad, but she has the higher fort level, so she wins. Actions Gather resource Gain the resource, pizza or toy, shown from the shared supply and place it in your stuff. If this action lets you choose to gain either pizza or toys, you may gain all pizza or all toys, not a mixture. This is represented by a hand underneath the resource icon. Pack resource. Take one resource from your stuff and place it in your pack. This is represented by a hex icon with an arrow pointing into a backpack. Why would I want to pack resources? Some actions and made-up rules let you score points based on the resources in your pack. You can copy everything in your pack by using the copy pack action. Add card to lookout. Tuck one card from your hand into your lookout under the left side of your player board, showing only its suit. This is symbolized by a card pointing towards a tree. Trash card. Choose one card in your hand or discard pile, but not deck, and return it to the box. 
You cannot trash your played card or added cards, but you can trash a best friend. Rude. This is represented by a card ripped into four pieces. Trash this card. Once you finish this action and any followers have finished their actions, return this card to the box. This is symbolized by a card ripped into four pieces and a circular arrow icon around it. Recruit card. Recruit one card exactly as described in Recruit. This is symbolized by a card symbol with a plus icon. Advance fort level. Pay the resources shown between your current and next fort level, returning them to the shared supply. You may pay from your stuff, pack, or both. Then move your fort level marker to the next level. Your new level may prompt you to gain a card as described in fort level. This is symbolized by a fort flag and a plus icon. Score point. Advance your score marker once on the victory track. This is represented by VP letters inside of a drawn laurel. Spend resources. Remove the resource shown from your stuff or pack, returning it to the shared supply. This is symbolized by the resource icon with an X over it. Trash rival card. Return one card from your rival player's yard to the box. This is shown by three cards in a row with the center card being ripped into four pieces and a very upset face over that card. Copy pack. Gain the same resources currently in your pack and add them to your stuff. This is shown by a backpack icon over a hand. Copy rival pack. Gain the same resources currently in every rival player's pack and add them to your stuff. You don't steal them. This is symbolized by a angry face and a backpack icon over a hand. Convert resources. Replace one pizza or toy in your stuff or pack with the other resource. This is shown by having a pizza icon with an arrow to a toy icon and the toy icon has an arrow leading back to the pizza icon. Other action symbols. Resources in your pack. To clarify, when you score points from resources in your pack, only the number of resources matters, not the type. The pack is represented with a backpack icon. Your fort level. To clarify, this symbol is not the advance fort action. The fort level is represented by the fort flag. Any one suit. You can choose any one of the suits, including the coin suit. To clarify, if you choose the same suit as the card with the action, its suit counts, but otherwise it does not. This is represented by a question mark. Cards in your lookout. To clarify, this is the number of cards, not suits. This is represented by a tree with card icons in the background. Modified cost to advance fort. This advance fort action costs one less or one more resource as shown of either type. This is represented by a minus one or plus one ahead of a empty hex shape. Per. Do the action on the left side of this sign the number of times shown by the symbol on the right side of this sign. Actions without this sign happen once. They cannot be improved by adding suits. Examples. Gather toys equal to glue, with the gather toy symbol, the per symbol, which is an X, and then the glue symbol. Example 2. Score victory points equal to the number of resources in your pack. This is shown by the victory point symbol, the per symbol, and the pack symbol. Then, do the action on the left side of this sign. Then do the action on the right side of this sign. You must do the action on the left in order to do the action on the right. And you must do the action on the right if able. Then is represented by a solid arrow pointing to the right. Example. Trash one card from a rival player's yard, then gather one resource. 
This has the trash from arrival player symbol, the then symbol, and then the gather one symbol. Example two, advance your fort level, paying its cost, then score two victory points. This has the advanced fort level symbol, the then symbol, and then two victory point symbols. Parentheses. Parentheses contain a group of actions and symbols. When a group is multiplied by a per sign, do everything inside the parentheses the number of times shown by the symbol on the right side of the per sign. Example, recruit one card, then gather one toy, equal to squirt guns. Each time you must recruit in order to gather the toy. So this has the recruit act symbol, the then symbol, the gain toy symbol, surrounded by parentheses, then the per sign times the squirt gun symbol. Example two, score victory points equal to books, then trash this card. This has the victory point symbol, the per symbol, and the books symbol surrounded by parentheses. Then it has the then symbol and the trash this card symbol. Glossary, made up rules. If a made up rule scores points based on cards or suits you have, count all your cards in your deck, discard, hand, yard, and lookout. Big plans. At the end of the game, score one point per advanced fort action you have. This includes when it is only part of an action, like on Lefty and Dot. It does not include the DIY perk kit. Friendship Bracelet. At the end of the game, score one point for each different suit you have, except the coin suit. If you have all six suits, score an extra point. Piggy Bank. At the end of the game, score one point per toys token on your player board. Pizza Party. At the end of the game, score one point per pizza token on your player board. Loner. At the end of the game, score five points if you have no best friend cards. Minimalism. At the end of the game, score eight points if your fort level is exactly two. Popularity. At the end of the game, score one point per card in your lookout. Play Palace. At the end of the game, score one point per crown suit you have. Secret Stash. At the end of the game, score one point per resource in your pack. Sleepover. At the end of the game, score eight points if you have more cards than each other rival player has. If you are tied for the most cards, score four points. Slime Lab. At the end of the game, score one point per book suit you have. Glossary. Perks. Birthday Party. At the end of your recruit phase, you may recruit another card from the park or park deck, but not a rival player's yard. Bribe. On your turn, whenever you use the add card to lookout action, you may add a card from the park, the park deck, or any yard instead of your hand. You may still choose to add from your hand. Copycat. Whenever you follow, you may discard up to two cards instead of one card, using the matching suits of both cards. DIY. On your turn, instead of playing a card, you may trash this card to use the advance fort action, spending one more resource, either pizza or toys, than normal. This action cannot be followed. Do over. On your turn, after you finish playing a card and every rival player has followed or chosen not to, you may trash this card to play a second card. You may improve it by adding suits and rival players may follow its public action as normal. Recycling. Any time on your turn, you may trash this card to take a card from your discard pile and add it to your hand. Roughhousing. Instead of following a rival player's public action, and after each other rival player has followed or chosen not to, you may trash this card to trash the leader's played card. 
Sticky Fingers. On your turn, whenever you use the pack resource action, you may take the resource from the shared supply instead of your stuff in any combination if you use the action multiple times. XXL Backpack. Your pack can hold two extra resources. And that is it for the Fort Core Rulebook, but we have an expansion. So let's do the Cats and Dogs expansion. You begged and pleaded with your parents, and finally, it's time to get a pet. This expansion to Fort adds two modules, dogs and cats. You can use one or both. Playing the dogs module. Dogs are loyal. If you play one, it will, usually, go stay in your doghouse. But they're fussy. You can only play a dog if you meet its needs. Neglect a dog, and it'll wander off. At the end, whoever has the most dogs in their doghouse scores seven points. Shuffle all 18 dog cards. Each player takes the doghouse board of their player color. To make their starting deck, each player draws five kid cards, not eight, and three dog cards, and adds their two best friends. Return all of the unused dogs to the box. In the advanced setup, draft the three dog cards and five kid cards, not best friends, together. Otherwise, set up as normal. Using dogs. At the start of your turn, dogs in your yard go to the discard pile of the player to your left, not to your own discard pile. Instead of playing a kid on your turn, you can play a dog if you fulfill its needs, shown above the dotted line on its action box. A dog's action cannot be followed. Many dogs need you to add suits or cards. As normal, you can add from your hand and look out, and cards added from your hand will get discarded. For some dogs, you can only add from your hand. You must declare coins you add as other suits, but they can be the same suit or different. Example, you play Barkley, who needs you to add two different suits from your hand that are not crowns. You have some cards in your lookout, but you cannot play them to Barkley. Instead, you add two copies of Puddin, which has a coin and a crown as her icons. Treating the two coins as book and shovel, you use Barkley's action and tuck him under your doghouse. Just like a kid, you can discard a dog to add its suit to your own action or to follow the leader. Dogs discarded in this way go to your own discard pile. Dogs remaining in your hand go to your yard during the discard phase, and dogs can be recruited. Unlike kids, dogs cannot be trashed or put into your lookout. No animal cruelty. The doghouse and scoring. Almost always, a dog's action ends with tucking the dog under your doghouse. One dog, Loki, tucks under a rival's doghouse. A doghouse can hold any number of dogs. At the end of the game, the player with the most dogs in their doghouse scores seven points. On a tie for most dogs, each tied player scores seven points. So friendly. Dogs in your doghouse do count towards your made-up rules that score based on the number of cards and suits you have. Playing the cats module. Cats are fickle. Their actions happen at specific times, and they move around a lot. Cats will be attracted to a different player if their yard has cards of specific suits, even if the cat's current owner has them too. The more cats you have at the end of the game, though, the more points you score. Shuffle all eight bad cards. Deal one cat card per player to the face-up row near the victory track. Return the rest to the box. In the advanced setup, deal the cat cards before drafting cards. Otherwise, set up as normal. Using cats. Cats have no suit and cannot be played, discarded, or trashed. 
They start in the general supply and can be attracted to a player, but never go in their hand. Each cat has a triggering power that says when it happens and what it does. A cat's power cannot be followed. Many cats trigger before you play a card, which means just before. If you have multiple cats with this trigger, use them in any order. No matter how many cat powers trigger, you will still play a card. Example, you have Jitters, who scores you one point if no one follows your played card. You play Ghost, who does not have a public action, so no one can follow you. Jitters power triggers, so you score one point. On a later turn, you have Jitters and you play the dog Echo, who lets you use a kid's action as if you played the card. You score a point since Echo, your played card, cannot be followed, but you do not also score a point for the kid. Attracting cats. At the end of your turn, check whether you attract any cats on the table based on the conditions at the top of the cat. Count coins as coins, not other suits for this. Put cats you attract face up next to your player board, not your yard or your lookout. You do not lose a cat if you no longer fulfill its attraction conditions. Instead, other players will attract it away from you if they fulfill its conditions. It doesn't matter whether you also fulfill its conditions, even if you fulfill it better, the cat will still move away. Scoring cats. At the end of the game, each player scores based on the number of cats they have. One cat is one point, two cats is three points, three cats is six points, and four cats is ten points. That is the Cats and Dogs expansion. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Fort because of the one word in its description, deck builder. Fort does not feel like a deck builder to me, but I don't know what category of game I would put it in because you're not necessarily building, you are building your deck, but you're also not totally in control of some of the cards you end up putting in your yard and getting rid of. It's like your deck doesn't necessarily get bigger, which is like a very standard thing for a deck builder for me. And like, yes, you do have the trashing cards to kind of like minimize your deck and optimize it. But if you don't use a card on your turn, they can disappear. And that might not be through any fault of your own. It might just be how the game plays out and what's best for you at that time. And so I've never really found it fits in that like traditional deck builder space. So that that one word always trips me up. But otherwise, Fort's a really fun game. I, I do really enjoy the art on this game. I love how Leader Games was like, what if we made the people in our office into a board game and we made them all kids? Definitely a fun decision and way to go. There's definitely a lot to this game that you can kind of learn over the course of several games. And I still think I have a lot of room to learn more, especially because even though I read the Cats and Dogs expansions, I still have not gotten an opportunity to play it, even though those dogs and cats are freaking adorable and I want all of them. But that's not possible, but I'll find a way. So yeah, that was the episode for Fort. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed reading. If there's any particular rulebook you would like to hear, leave a comment in any of the reading rulebook YouTube videos on the Makecraft Game YouTube channel. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you find me if that's on YouTube, Twitter. Check out makecraftgame.com for more fun content. And I hope you have a great day and I'll catch you next time on Reading Rulebooks.